The movement displayed more of her cleavage, which seemed to be the point. She said, You look like you just got out of the army or something. She was actually sort of correct. My hair was short. I stood a little over six feet, weighed a fit 180 pounds, arms and shoulders stretching the t-shirt I was wearing. I'd been discharged from the Texas Rangers almost eight months before. I'd been a ranger for nearly a decade, going into some of the worst places East Texas had to offer. I didn't tell the girl any of that. I just shrugged and picked up Gibbon again. A moment later, she said, You ever been to Italy? Italy, Texas? No, silly. The other one. The real Italy. I debated my answer. The line between being friendly and an asshole was getting thinner. Leave him be, Susie. The bartender put her drink on a napkin. The man just wants to read his book. I made a mental note to leave a healthy tip. Then I gave both of them a polite smile and went back to the Romans. Jimmy told her how much the drink would be. She patted her pockets. My purse. It's back at the table. All innocence. I'm sure I've got some money left. I looked up from my book. Jimmy was staring at her with the look bartenders reserve for young women who try to scam themselves free drinks. We talked about this when you came in, he said. You told me you could pay your tab this time. He wasn't angry, and I understood why. It was hard to get mad at a girl like Susie. You instinctively knew she was doing the best she could, and that was never enough. There's money in my purse. She stood up straight, chin high. Jimmy and I stared at her. She made no move toward the table where her handbag was. I sighed and put down the book again. Despite my years as a cop, I was a sucker for lost causes, stray pets, and people who couldn't quite fit into the groove of life. A waif with no money, looking like she'd been conceived in the back of the Grateful Dead's tour bus, in a bar called The Broken Promise. Pretty much the definition of a lost cause right there. I pulled out a twenty. Here, allow me. Jimmy took the cash, and the woman climbed onto the stool next to mine. Thank you, kind sir. She took a sip of vodka. I thought my friend was going to be here by now. I picked up Gibbon and tried to find my place. Tried to ignore her without being impolite. It's kind of a date, she said. I haven't seen him in years. We hooked up online. I didn't reply. Kept reading. He used to be in my cousin's Al-Anon group. She clinked the ice in her glass. This was up in Abilene. The words on the page became a blur, the sound of her voice making them hard to process. He's been in Austin for the last month or so. She paused. An unfortunate misunderstanding with the local authorities. I stopped reading. He's been in jail? Only for a short period. Her eyes were wide as saucers. He says that he's a political prisoner. People can't handle the truth of his views. I rubbed the bridge of my nose, tired all of a sudden. On the TV, the thunderstorms were getting closer. You seem like a nice person, Susie. Maybe you could try and meet somebody at a homeless shelter or a methadone clinic. She rattled the ice in her drink and stared off into the distance. Everybody deserves a second chance, don't you think? I wondered if there was a bus leaving later. The destination didn't matter. She shifted her weight so that our knees were touching. After a moment, I shifted away. One of the cowboys who'd been playing darts approached the bar, ordered two more beers. The crown of his hat peaked higher in the rear than in the front.
The crease sloping toward the wearer's face, what's known as a Tom Mix-style Stetson. His friend's hat was similar. He tilted back the Stetson and eyed Susie with the look men reserve for women who are easy pickings. She'd been in the back alone. Now she was at the bar with someone she obviously had just met. Might as well have had a sign around her neck that read, Puts out on first date. Then the cowboy looked at me. I looked back, settled behind the flat, unblinking stare that used to make the tweakheads and gangbangers in certain parts of the Lone Star State run for shelter. It still had some utility, evidently. The cowboy paid for the beers and headed back up to his friend at the dartboard. Susie stayed at the bar and drank, humming to herself softly. She didn't try to talk to me anymore, so I opened my book and continued to read. A page and a half later, a gust of wind swept through the bar as the front door opened and a man in his forties entered. His scalp was clean-shaven.